0: In January, seven months ago, today being August 10th, it's a Wednesday. We talked to then St. Bede senior, Paul Hart, who had just three days prior become the boys basketball all-time leading scorer at St. Bede. This happened on January 6th, 2022. The record was held by J.A. Hatt, you might know the name, Major league baseball pitcher who just retired after 15 seasons in major league baseball, how did he start 2007 with a world series ring with the Philadelphia Phillies, that's the caliber of athlete that had the record 1459. Paul Hart passes it January 6th and then finishes his senior year and his career with 1,811 points. He is now the boys basketball all-time leading scorer, and he didn't just pass it, like he thumped it. Paul Hart putting up points in every single way possible. The crazy thing about Paul Hart's accomplishment is he did it through COVID, COVID COVID-19. Imagine his numbers without missing half a season, or more, because of COVID. Having to miss games or quarantine Throughout a season that you're supposed to be playing season gets called off all kinds of craziness and he still breaks the record. What does he do without COVID-19? Does he hit the two thousands? It's possible. It's definitely possible. Yes. Talking in January, the combo is old, but the feat and memories are real. Including being named class one, a second team all state. (laughs) That's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. All-State honors, second team. What a senior year. Just what a senior year for Paul Hart. Great career. I'm glad that he went out on top, literally on top, of the St. Bede record book and an All-State team. Fantastic. The chat with Paul Hart is later in the show. This show being episode 232. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. You can listen to this episode on spotify apple podcast and the website rss.com backslash podcast that's with an s it's plural backslash edge of your seat podcast the socials you know we're there facebook edge of your seat podcast and twitter edge of your seat p if you have any questions suggestions want to be a guest know somebody that would be a good guest Like or don't like something I or a guest said. Or you want to sponsor with Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Send us an email at edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, the shout out, the love to the SIU brethren, Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, for making the intro and outro beat for Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And this show, like a majority of the 232 is brought to you by mendota ford a community dealership that is here for you gotta start this off with an r.i.p rest in peace to olivia newton john passed away monday august 8th at the age of 73 icon idol everybody had a crush on her in the 70s 80s maybe 90s maybe 2000s even at 73 she didn't look too shabby The two things that I will always remember her for, obviously the movie Grease and the song and video, physical, let's get physical, physical. Yeah, I'll never forget that song. And I was a kid, like little kid, kid. But what a career, four time Grammy winner, two number one albums with If You Love Me, Let Me Know in 1974 and Have You Never Been Mellow in 1975. She had two platinum singles four two-time platinum albums, so they went platinum twice, and two platinum albums, so she had six platinum albums, four went double platinum. She sold more than 100 million records, including that 1978 Grease soundtrack. I hate to admit this, but I could probably, most definitely, sing along to probably like 89 to 92% of the lyrics. Thank you, Lisa Linglebach lachance my mother, who made me watch that movie all the time. I am thankful though, it is a great movie. It is a classic, it is iconic. I'm glad I know it as well as I do, but I do, but I do. She first was diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer, in 1992. It came back in 2013 and then it returned again in 2017. Uh, This time spreading to her bones. It was stage four. And then after it goes to the bones and more deep, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. And she couldn't fight any longer. She fought a long time, though. No doubt about that. The Tributes. John Travolta. Frankie Valli. Barbara Streisand. Nicole Kidman. Elton John. The Prime Minister of Australia, Anthony Albanese. She had been living in Australia for a while, and even was calling herself an Australian. And actually, the state of Victoria, which is in Australia, is going to give her a state funeral. Can't say enough. Obviously, I'm a little younger to know the full, hear the full, give you the full everything about Olivia Newton-John. I mean, her two number one albums are 10 years before I was born. But... Even being born in 1985, Greece was still huge, huge, seven years after it came out. It's still big now. I don't know many people you go around asking about the movie Grease that they don't know what you're talking about. That's how iconic, epic Olivia Newton-John was. So from Edge of Your Seat podcast, a huge rest in peace to Olivia Newton-John. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town, the staff of General Manager Ski Hartman and his associate Jason Hintz pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle, they want to form a bond, a relationship to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks and SUVs for your friends and family. Ski has lived in Princeton since he was 5 years old and has been with Mendota Ford for 2 years. He has plenty of experience helping you with all of your vehicle needs as he has been in the motorcycle business for 20 years and over 10 years in car sales and management. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for seven years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski and Jason will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.MendotaFord.com. And call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. We have to talk some IHSA State Softball Tournament. It happened in May and June we gotta catch up a little behind on the spring sports and they gotta get all the credit, feats, accomplishments they deserve. The tournament started May 16th with regional semifinals. Regional championships were May 20th, sectional championships May 28th, super sectionals May 30th, and then the state tournament semifinals were June 2nd and the championship third place game on June 3rd. We'll start with class 1A, And we'll start with the Sweet 16. These sectional finals will move upwards. And then when we get as far as we went, we'll go back to regionals. See who played for regional titles and in sectional semis. Newark defeated Streeter Woodland 6-3 in a sectional final to win a sectional championship and go to the super sectional where they won again, beating Hayworth 1-0, earning a state berth. Newark fell 8-3 to Illini Bluffs in the state semifinal. Illini Bluffs went on to be the Class 1A state champion. In the third place game against Forreston, Newark fell 4-2 to take fourth place in the state. St. Bede made it to a sectional final, but fell to West Central 2-1. Great seasons from Newark and St. Bede, making the Sweet 16 whether you win or lose is a huge feat. You're one of 16 teams left in the state. Gotta feel proud about that. Regional finals. Streeter Woodland, they were three seed actually, defeated number two, Serena, 12-3. I was actually at this one because it was a Dwight regional and I was on the PA. I was calling the game or introducing players. Always a lot of fun. Great time to be had at a Dwight baseball or a softball game. Street of Woodland, again, one, twelve, three. 3 Advanced to the sectional semi where they upset the number one seeded Illinois Lutheran team, 10-3 to make it to the sectional where they lost to Newark. Newark began their plaque intake with a 4-2 regional win over number four Marquette. Then they added another win in the sectional semifinal, 13-3 over number two Walther Christian, to get into the sectional final. Other regionals: number two Newman defeated Anawan Weathersfield, a three seed, seven to four for the regional championship. However, lost to number one ranked West Central in the semifinal, one to zero. St. Bede, their journey to the sectional championship game. They won a regional 5-3 over number four Putnam County. Then they won in the sectional semifinal 4-3 against the Woodhall Co-op to get into the Sweet 16. Congrats to the Class 2A teams! I say this every time. Getting to a regional, winning a regional is really, really tough. Obviously, you want to play for a state championship, but even getting that far, a super a sectional a sectional semi that should be applauded you should feel proud of yourself for being able to do that you should every coach every player that got that far feel proud you had a great season as a business owner one of the issues you have to be aware of is injury and liability to your staff an injury can lead to open shifts because an employee is unable to work a possible lawsuit and other grievances at the workplace sure step illinois is a woman-owned small business based out of Tonica that is here to help eliminate those injuries and liabilities, which are the number one workman's compensation claim in America. SureStep Illinois is a non-slip treatment that will not change the look, texture, or appearance of the tile it's placed on, whether it's residential, business, indoor, or outdoor applications. The non-slipness has been independently tested in labs as SureStep has achieved the highest dynamic coefficient of friction in the industry. Competitors are slipping to catch up. There's absolutely no business downtime as the tile or floor SureStep is applied to can be worked on, stepped on, jumped on, two-stepped on, 2 step right after the treatment is applied. SureStep by Illinois also offers strip waxing non-slip coatings for a little extra stick with some texture and look changes to the applied surface. Contact Mary Jane Orozco at 815-488-6565 to get SureStep Illinois today. Let's take it to 2A, Sweet 16 sectional finals. Top-ranked Pontiac made a deep run starting with a sectional championship as it beat Bishop McNamara 3-0. In the super sectional, Pontiac racks up another win this time over Montini 3-0 in the state semifinals. Congrats on Pontiac to get in the state. I was really happy to see that. Really, really happy to see that. I mean, I'm happy for all the teams. Let's everybody get in there. Unfortunately, you can't. In the state semifinal Pontiac lost to Rock Ridge 5-2-3. Rock Ridge went on to win the class 2A softball championship in Illinois. In the third place game, Pontiac lost 7-2 to Unity, which is out of Tolano, to give Pontiac 4th place in the state. Pontiac was the only team in 2A that we pay attention to, or we dig into deep, that went to a sectional final. Regional championships, we had some teams in there, of course we did. Number 3, Oregon, beat number 1 Rock Falls, upset Rock Falls, 6-0. To win a regional championship. In the sectional semi. Oregon fell to number two. Richmond Burton two one. Pontiac's ride. They beat Lexington. 11 to one to win the regional. They won the semifinal. 3-2 over Mantino. So they beat Montini. And Mantino. In the postseason. Number four. Cole City. They had an upset victory of their own. As they defeated the top seeded. Beecher, two to one for a regional championship. However, they got to a sectional semifinal and fell to number two, Bishop McNamara, nine, two. No worries, Pontiac knocked them off into the sectional championship. So a little revenge for Cole City. Cole City, Pontiac, not that far from each other. There are pizza joints in almost every village, town, or city we talk about or represent on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Deep dish, Thin crust, in-between crust, meat, veggies, cheese, the works. Each of them have all of the options we're used to, except Ignia Pizzeria Napolitana. The pizzeria located at 215 Jefferson Street in Ottawa is different than the norm. Ignea, meaning fiery in Italian, is exactly what you get as the traditional wood-fired oven Neapolitan pizza is topped with their fresh in-house mozzarella and San Marzano tomatoes. I like saying that slow, just so you can taste them as I'm saying it. The meats are delicious as well. Veggies are fresh, petitely cut. Add in-house lemonade and drinks and other food items unlike other menus, including dessert options, and it's a dining experience unlike any other. We've only spoken about half of the event known as a night out at an exquisite establishment? Food. But what about the environment? Elegant, sleek, refined, fresh, new. If we wanna talk 2022 lingo, full of drip. Kinda defines Ignea Pizzeria Napolitana. But only you can find the right adjective to fit your experience. Ignia is open Monday, Thursday, and Friday, 4 to 9 p.m., Saturday, noon to 9 p.m. and Sunday, noon to 8 p.m. Closed on Tuesday and Wednesday. Call 815-324-9229 for carryout, delivery, or to book a reservation. Let's hop into some softball. 3A, Sweet 16, sectional championships. We had no representation. Nobody got to a sectional championship in 3A. 3A is tough. We all know that. And there were some really, really, really good teams, including Lamont, who beat St. Ignatius 1-2-0 for the 3A state championship. Let's talk some regionals. We did have some teams win some regionals, make it to some sectional semifinals. Number two, Sterling, knocked off number three, Dixon. You know, they're always battling. They're always battling. And they battled in the regional final. Sterling advanced with a seven to six victory. Then Sterling ran into number one Kainlin, lost in the sectional semifinal, ten to one. Number two Ottawa and number three Morris, their rivals as well, Interstate Eight Conference, and they also went to war. Of course they did. This time the three seed one instead of the two is Morris, knocks off Ottawa one to zero for that regional title. However, Morris ran into Lamont, the eventual state champ and lost eight to zero in the semifinal. Number four, Geneseo lost in the regional final, 6-2 to number one seeded Metamora. Also in a regional championship, number three seed LaSalle, Peru, fell to number two, Rock Island, three to one. In 4A, the only 4A team on our radar, DeKalb, they were a seven seed, lost nine to zero to top seeded Huntley in a regional semifinal. The 4A state champ was St. Charles North as they defeated Chicago Marist 3-2. It's the dog days of summer. It's hot. It's humid. It's Illinois. We know this. We hate it. We stay here, but it's hot. It's hot. But this weather's good for something because this means outside, inside, it's pivotal for your home. To fix all those areas in your residence that you scoped out during the cold, the ice, the snow, the rain, the dark, the gloomy skies of the winter, Ugh, the winter, and thought they could use a fresh coat of paint, new tiling, new shingles, new drywall, new electrical outlets, or other renovations or replacements. Olsa Construction is a licensed and insured family-owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have the skills and over 10 years of experience each to install, demolish, build, recreate, calculate, and formulate renovations in any room, hallway, staircase, garage, shed, or basement. For a free estimate, call 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email. To Construction 19 at gmail.com. It's time for one of my favorite sections, the grab bag. Let's throw some ideas and see how I feel about some things. Maybe that's why I like it because it's my opinion. Hmm, probably. Deshaun Watson, <sighs> charged with sexual assault. He was given a six-game suspension. Wants to appeal. Doesn't like it. Of course, every time anybody gets any suspension, they try to appeal and usually They get a lesser sentence, a four-game suspension goes to two, a two-game suspension goes to one, so on and so on and so on. However, NFL commissioner Roger Goodell is like, nah, I don't know about this. This evidence calls for a one-year suspension. A full year, he needs to be gone. He showcased predatory behavior, and I don't know what this guy is doing. He didn't say that, that's me ad-libbing, but he's like, man... You're a world-class athlete doing stuff like this. Obviously, there's a problem. He's pinpointing it out and saying, hey, we can't have that here. Not in the NFL. You can say what you want to about Roger Goodell, but he gets my you know, hat salute, my hand to the forehead salute, all that. He does deserve a year of suspension or more. Six games, probably not enough. Sexual assault is not cool. <laughs> like it never has been. Especially for an NFL player who, whether you like it or not, is a role model. There are people, there are kids that look up to these players like they're role models. You put your hand on somebody, try to sexual assault them. You deserve a suspension longer than six games. And while Goodell is handing out punishments, the Dolphins violated the anti-tampering policy on three occasions from 2019 to this past season in 2022. He's trying to Raise the boom, lower the boom, however the phrase goes. I wonder if he lets them go, though. Are they the New England Patriots? Eh, we'll see. This one's interesting. Donald Trump, raided On Monday, FBI search warrant came through Mar-a-Lago Restaurant, which is Donald Trump's, in Palm Beach, Florida, to investigate the handling of presidential documents. This is turning into Watergate. This is becoming really interesting and it couldn't happen to a better person than Donald Trump. Serena Williams to evolve. I got the quotation marks, the air quotation marks around evolve away from tennis after the U.S. Open August 29th through September 11th. Um, It's sad. Serena Williams, one of the best of the best of the best best, probably the best. And I'm going to, read some of her resume here but i mean from the 2000s the 2010s, the 2020s the beginning of them just such a dominant athlete that when you think of a sport it's like yeah tennis women serena boxing muhammad ali baseball babe ruth basketball michael jordan that's what serena williams has done she is that person for women's tennis She's 40 right now. She turns 41 in September. She is the first in all-time winnings in women's tennis. $94.5 million. Her record is 855 wins, 153 losses. That's an 84.8 winning percentage. She has 73 career titles. That's the fifth overall of any tennis player that's walked the face of the planet. 23 solo Grand Slams, 7 Australian Opens, 3 French Opens, 7 Wimbledons, 6 U.S. Opens. Also individual, Women Tennis Association Tour Finals, 5 times the champ of the tournament with the best of the best. Grand Slam Cup that ran from 1990 to 1999, she won the very last event in 1999. Olympics, a gold in 2012. Then we run into doubles with her sister, Venus Williams. Their record, 192 wins, 34 losses, 85% winning percentage. Grand slams, 14. Four Australians, two French, six Wimbledons, two US Opens, and a partridge in a pear tree, or otherwise known as three Olympic gold medals. She also has two mixed double grand slams. Serena Williams has won 39 Grand Slams, four gold medals. She's not Michael Phelps by any means. His 23 or 28, I think it's 28, but four in tennis? That's tough. That's real tough. Not that swimming's easy, but there's more events. You can get into more. If you haven't checked it out, check out the movie King Richard. Will Smith is their dad and he's great. The actors that play them is great. It is a fantastic movie. Hard Knocks covering the Detroit Lions, the HBO special that deep dives into training camp, practices, the hiring, firings, the details of everything of an NFL organization. The Detroit Lions? I'm already sleeping. I'm snoring. On Tuesday, the White Sox split a doubleheader with the Kansas City Royals. I was watching and listening, so I listened at work because, you know, I can't really watch. And then I watched the second game at home. Actually, I watched it at Buffalo Wild Wings, but, you know, home, wings, (laughs) it is what it is. But they lost the first game 4-2, won the second game 3-2 to give them a 56-54 record. They are one and a half games back of the Guardians and the Twins. So it's a three-team race, and it's real close, and it is going to be fun to watch the rest of the season. And in the wild card, the Sox are two and a half games back. So their playoff contention, every single game that they play, the playoffs are on the line, pretty much. So if you're a Sox fan, get out there, cheer, go, watch, do what you got to do. And for Wednesday's game, top of the seventh, they are tied with the Kansas City Royals, 3-3. So, Sox and Royals giving it to each other. But the Royals are 13.5 games behind. So, 11.5 behind the White Sox. Come on, White Sox. Get this dub. You should have just won the series. The whole series. But, you know how it goes. The Cubs played at 120 today. They defeated the Washington Nationals, which I believe is the worst team in the MLB. They won 4-2. They're now 45-65 and before today's games on Wednesday. They were 16 games behind St. Louis in the National League Central. They're just trying not to be last with the Reds and the Pirates. The Reds had the same records as the Cubs, and the Pirates were only a half game behind the Cubs and the Reds. So, Cubs got one mission. Let's not be the last in the division. That's it. We have some great news. Surf internet will soon be available in Mendota, Ottawa, Sterling, Rock Falls, Amboy, Northern Illinois. Surf's fast fiber optic internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. All packages have no contracts and free installation. What are the packages you ask? 100 MBPS, megabytes per second, for $50 per month. Fast for surfing, streaming, social media, looking up stuff on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. The next package, 500 Mbps, is 70 per month. Multiplayer gaming, multi-device streaming, and includes a free Eero whole home Wi-Fi router. Then the big kahuna, the one gig for 85 a month. Heavy users multiple devices, 4K video streaming, extreme gaming, virtual reality, and also includes the free Eero whole home Wi-Fi router. And unlike cable, all Surf plans have price lock for life, which means the price you pay today never changes. Never. Surf Internet is taking pre-orders right now and expanding into more neighborhoods every single day. So visit surfinternet.com to check your address or call 844-955-SURF for details. Let's bring that back. 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Well, that is the end of episode 232. It's time to hear Paul Hart. We've been waiting since January, man. Man, 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 what a great career, a great season to end his career. 1,811 points at St. Bede now has the all-time scoring record for the Bruins. Congrats to Paul Hart, everything he's doing. He's a great kid and one of the humblest dudes I think I've ever talked to, which is amazing because he's got crazy talent, mad talent, and he keeps his composure. We're going to do that at edge of your seat podcast. Let him tell his stories. So until next time, peace. Thursday night was pretty special, like pretty amazing actually. And we had to have the guy that did some amazing stuff on edge of your seat podcast. We'll introduce, and then we'll talk about the awesomeness that happened on Thursday. St. Beat senior Paul Hart. What is going on? Paul. What's up? Nothing much. We've had you on before. With what you did Thursday, we had to have you back.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have a great time here. Yeah, of course, of
0: course. Thursday, you became the St. Bede all-time boys basketball leading scorer as you broke J.A. Happ, who is a major league pitcher in baseball, like a crazy awesome athlete. You beat his record of 1,459, so 1,459. Now you have... After that game, 1,485 points, and you're gonna climb. You broke the record, man. That is insane.
1: It's always been my like goal, mine to break the record, and I just see it happen. It's, it's unbelievable.
0: How did you know when it was gonna be reachable that this could be something that you actually
1: did? I think during my like my freshman year, when coach brought me up and gave me an opportunity, and I was doing pretty well. So now so, yeah, I've seen that like any any goals possible that. I, that I put my mind to.
0: And when you say coach, we are talking about Brian Hansen.
1: Uh, yeah, coaching isn't,
0: yeah. So you come up as a freshman, and I remember watching you your freshman year, and I was like, this kid's going to be good. Like, you were already scoring points. I remember watching you at the Marseilles tournament. Like, this guy's going to be good. And then, you know, you just kind of progressed. You, you worked on some things. What were some things that you did work on that you made sure you improved from year to year to make sure that you could score points and, you know, have a possibility of reaching this record?
1: It was a lot of getting, like, a little bit stronger. As a freshman, I got, like, pushed around a lot, and, of course, working on, like, one and my jumper, so.
0: Yeah, because if I remember right, you weren't really, like, an outside shooter or mid-range, but you took it to the hole all the time as a freshman and a sophomore. So now you've expanded your game a little bit so you can add, you know, shots outside of, you know, right
1: down low? I worked a lot on my jumper and just the confidence to shoot it. And, you know, a lot of people, like, they'll get, like, scared when they, like, miss one or two shots. Just the confidence to, like, keep shooting and. Knowing that they'll fall eventually. But you didn't become a rec lead chucker, did you?
0: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> just chucking up any old shot to see if they'll fall in? <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> what were some of the things that you did? I mean, just more drills, more practices. Obviously, to get stronger, you had to go to the weight room. What were the actual steps that you were taking to improve these?
1: Yeah, just a lot, of, like, one, two, dribble pull-ups. Um... Well, like catch and shoot threes, and like running into shots, and like all of that kind of stuff. Of course, with the weight room, like you just gotta be consistent in there. Take very little days off. How often do you go to the gym? Oh, uh, like probably like three, three or four times a week. Trying to get ripped? Yeah, not not really. Just like a little bit strong, but still keep my like lean a little bit.
0: Gotcha. Cause what are you six two, six three? Yeah, yeah, I'm about six three. You're pretty skinny. Yeah. So you're trying to add some weight to bulk up a little bit? Yeah, for sure. When did you really start hitting the weight room, you know, three, four times a week? When did you start making that a priority?
1: Uh, I think it started, like, like middle of my sophomore year. I, I noticed, like, I was getting, like, banged and pushed around. And, and there's a lot of big kids playing varsity ball. So I, I've added about 20 pounds from that season.
0: 20 pounds of muscle, not 20 pounds of McDonald's?
1: Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I, was, I was like 170 then, I'm like about 190 now. Okay, and you're still fast. Yeah, that's the main thing to keep like the speed
0: on, so. So that was your priority, like you wanted to remain quick, but you wanted to get a little bigger so you weren't getting pushed around? Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure Coach Hanson was thrilled when you told him what we were doing. Yeah, he was. Let's talk about, you know, Thursday, beating this record. I mentioned J.A. Happ. He is synonymous with St. Bede. Kind of put them on the map as a sports school Uh, during his time in the early 2000s. I mean, he was the athlete around here. So for you to take that record from him, I mean, you put your name in this, you know, secret location of St. Bede sports and sports around the area. That had to feel
1: amazing for you. It was a good accomplishment of mine. I had a fun time breaking the record, and he actually reached out to me, and that was pretty cool, too.
0: He did? Did He sent you, like, a text message or something?
1: Yeah, we sent a few texts back and forth, and that was pretty cool.
0: That is amazing. What did he say? He said, like, congratulations, and I have a bright future, and a lot of stuff like that. That's awesome. That had to make it feel even
1: more special. Yeah, it was special for a guy to make it that far in, like, pro sports, and then to reach out to me, so... Was pretty cool.
0: Did you like screenshot the text and save them, print them off, hang them on the wall? Did you do anything like that?
1: Oh, yeah, I, I screenshotted them. I didn't really hang them on the wall or anything yet, but we'll see. We'll <laughs> see how we have to.
0: It, it might be down the road, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know your family, they're always very supportive of you, your siblings. When Hannah Hart, your sister, was playing at Hall, seen him in every game, things like that. I'm sure your parents, your family, was just as excited as you
1: were when you
0: took this record.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're really supportive. Sometimes they're harsh critics, but they support me in every way that they can. They're at, like, all the games, so couldn't ask for anything other than that.
0: I mean, you got to have that criticism, right? Because... It probably makes you better or push you to be better.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, if I have a bad game, I'm going to hear about it from like my sisters, my brothers, my dad, my mom, so it keeps me going. You're like, okay, I can't have
0: a bad game because I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> yep, yep, that's, that's kind of how it is. Nice, well, you really haven't had very many bad games to worry about, so I'm guessing you're all right when you go home.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, I usually am, but we're always working on getting better,
0: so. How was it at the school? Obviously, this record had been there for a while. I believe J.A. Happ graduated in 2001, I think. It was a real early 2000s. I believe it was 01. So he graduated, sets that record. You know, it's 2022 now. So <laughs> it had been there for about 21, 22 seasons. How did the school react to you taking this? Oh,
1: there's a lot of like alumni and people that I don't even know that congratulated me so it was pretty cool and of course like all the teachers my classmates the coaches and even the people from the other team so it was pretty cool that's awesome did you feel like a celebrity <laughs> kind of it was kind of like when i scored my thousand points so it was a pretty cool moment definitely
0: and you did that this year
1: that would be my sophomore year that is crazy that you
0: scored a thousand points as a sophomore yeah yeah it was pretty cool so, at that point, you already got a thousand points as a sophomore. It automatically probably went to, okay, now i just got to beat this record.
1: Yeah, I've always wanted to beat the record and, of course, become the number one scorer in St. beat history, but another goal of mine was 2,000 points, we'll see if I can do that, too.
0: And the record that you did break was the boys' all-time scoring record. But Katie Carl still has the all-time score for basketball at St. Bede. I believe she has 1570 something. She's like in the top 15s. So obviously, you're looking at taking that record as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely want to become the all-time all-time leading scorer in history. So we'll see. We'll see the next couple games what I can do.
0: So you're not done. You're like, okay, now it's i got to put up a couple more 30s and we're going to let this roll.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: Because that's what you scored against Earlville on Thursday, right? Did you drop 30? Yeah, I think I had 30 on the dot. Nice. So you've already put yourself in, like, the top company of St. Bede athletes. I mean, if you take out Katie Carl's record, she's – Pretty much known as like the best, one of the best basketball players in this whole area in terms of girls basketball. So you're, you're reaching for the stars here.
1: Yeah, ever since I was a kid, I've I liked basketball. I've played it my whole life and I've always wanted to be up there with some of the greats of the area. So it's good to kind of put your name in there. Well, you're
0: definitely doing it, not just St. Bede. You're putting it in the area as well. So congrats on everything you're doing and obviously keep doing it up. <laughs> Thank you. I know we're still halfway through your senior high school season. Have you looked at or talked about maybe playing college ball?
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to do that. I've had coaches reach out and emails and want me to go on visits and a lot of that stuff. So, yeah, I definitely want to play in college.
0: Is it crazy? I mean, we talked uh, for this podcast probably about two years ago when you were a sophomore. Now you're a senior. Isn't it crazy how time flies and you're already, you know, more than halfway through your final campaign?
1: It's it's crazy. It, it feels like we were just talking on the phone, like, a week ago or something. It's hard to believe it's been two years.
0: I know, we had a draft of all-time basketball players. That was fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was, was a fun time for me. Because a lot of the time, people don't know, like, as much basketball as me, so...
0: Us uh, sports historians, we got to stick together.
1: Yeah, yep, yep, for sure. <laughs> definitely,
0: definitely. Is there anything else besides you know taking Katie Carl's record, becoming the all time St. Bede scoring leader? Anything else that you're trying to do for the season on the basketball court?
1: Uh, the most important thing for me, though, know, is uh, bringing bring a regional championship to St. Bede. That'd be kind of cool for me. It's been a little while since I've had one. Yeah, since half, actually.
0: Yeah, was it the uh, 2000-2001 season?
1: I believe it. That's the last time in over 20 years, so it'd be kind of cool to bring one back.
0: I mean, it would only make sense. You take the record, and then you're able to throw another year, another number on the banner in the gym. That would be fantastic for you. Yeah, if it's kind of like throwing the cherry on top of the (laughs) sundae. Definitely, definitely. I think you guys could do it. You guys got a solid team.
1: Yeah, we got a solid team, right? We're, I believe we're like ten and six this year, so we're doing pretty. Good. We stay healthy, of course, from from like COVID and all that. So
0: definitely, this is going to be a, what they like to say, a war of attrition. I mean, with COVID and injuries and stuff, because they always happen every year. It's going to be the battle of you know the healthiest.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know, I know. Last year's season was kind of hindered by it, and this year it might be the a lot of the same things. So.
0: Let's talk about this team a little bit. Who are some of your teammates, you know, that are helping you try to reach these goals?
1: Luke Story's a big guy, and he's getting about 10 or 12 a game. And Duncan Lawler, he's at about 8 a game. And my brother, he's helped me some of the games. We got a solid squad this year.
0: Definitely. What's your brother's name again?
1: Isaiah. Is he a freshman? He's a sophomore. Gotcha. It's a, it's a little bit weird all the years and stuff because, because of the COVID and people not playing around here and stuff like that, so.
0: I know, I've been off pretty much every year in this podcast chat and a couple other ones because of that COVID year. Like, it just throws you off just a tad. It's hard to believe that I'm a senior for me, really. Yeah, when I first heard that you were so close, I think you were like, I think it was two games before you did it. St. Bede started posting these things of where you are at and how many points away away you were. Uh, before the Earlville game, you were five points away. I think it was two games before that, you were, like, 50 or something like that away. And I'm like, this guy's a senior? Like, I thought that he was a junior. I thought he was going to crush this, like, add an extra year on it, which is crazy because you still beat this record without having a season because of COVID.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I went, I went down to Arkansas and played in a year, and I think I got, like, about 800 points. And If we could just add those on to the same beat points, that would been cool, but...
0: Because then, you would be way over 2,000.
1: Yeah, 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 I guess I would. I would have been heading the 2,500 territory and stuff like that, so...
0: Yeah, that 800 puts you at 22. Like, you would have crushed all records at St. Pete. I guess COVID messed that up, kind of, but it's alright. It's alright. I say you and I just jump COVID. We just start beating it up. Yeah, yeah, I wish I wish I could go back in the timeline and kind of mess it up. Yeah, it has been a weird, weird two years for everybody. March uh, 2020 is going to be a month and year that we all look at and be like, why? Just why? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I remember it was like a month or two after I got a 1,000 points, so.
0: Yeah, because then it ended up canceling a state tournament.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was crazy to to see them canceling everything and shut down the schools and stuff like that, so. But again, that just
0: says something about you and your scoring ability to be able to beat these records, at least the boys' record, looking at the girls in the all-time at St. Bede, but to be able to do that without having a full
1: season. I've always prided myself on scoring the ball, of course, and filling it up, so hopefully I can keep doing a lot of the same.
0: I'm sure you will, my friend. It hasn't stopped, so I'm sure you will. Every guest on Edge of Your Seat podcast, I've been having play a game. We didn't do one of these the last time you we were on. We made our own game and drafted our all-time, I think we did a starting five of NBA players. This time we're going to play a game called Now and Then. I'm going to have you choose an NBA team because obviously you're a basketball player. And we'll do an NFL team because this is the last week of the regular season. It's Sunday at 4:53. San Francisco 49ers and Los Angeles Rams are on my TV right now. I've got it on mute, though, so you know we don't hear them in the background. <laughs> but, it, but it's on, games are being played, so we're going to do an NFL team, too. So your favorite NBA team, your favorite NFL team, you pick a team, and then give me your favorite player that's on the roster now and your favorite player from that team of all time.
1: We'll start with basketball. The Celtics, since is my favorite team all time. My favorite player is Paul Pierce.
0: The truth.
1: Yep. I love watching him and the Big Three. That was my favorite team ever. So it was pretty cool.
0: I'm surprised you did not say Larry Bird. I know you're a little younger. Things like that. But usually, if you're a Celtics fan, A.K.A. your coach Brian Hansen, is a huge Larry
1: Bird guy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I definitely love Larry Bird and. He's kind of similar to Paul Pierce. Of course, he's probably better, but he's a little before my time. But I've studied his, his game a lot.
0: How did you become a Celtics fan? Is it because of Coach Hansen?
1: Not really. My dad was a Celtics fan. He's a big Paul Pierce fan, so he kind of gave it to me, and I became a Celtics fan. So.
0: So he gave you the curse of liking not cool teams. Uh, yeah. So yeah, a lot of Chicago fans
1: would say that. So. <laughs> uh, like this guy right here. Yep, a lot of my friends, and they make fun of me and stuff like that, so.
0: I'm going to be a Bulls fan until the day I die. That's no doubt about it.
1: The Bulls are looking good this year, so. You guys
0: are definitely better than the Celtics, so. Looking good. Definitely. I am a huge Jason Tatum fan, though. Like, he is an amazing player.
1: Oh, yeah, I was going to say, my favorite player now is Jason Tatum, so.
0: I don't know if there's another player on that team that even measures up to Jason Tatum. Yeah, Jalen Brown is good, but Tatum's amazing.
1: Yep, yep, for sure. J- Jason Tatum's our building block, so we need to surround him with parts that he needs to succeed. So uh, it'll be interesting to see though, their team in the future.
0: So obviously I'm a Bulls fan, but I pay attention to the NBA pretty, pretty closely. I loved that team with Tatum, Brown, and... And Kemba Walker. I wish it would have worked out better for those three to stay a big three in Boston because I thought the sky was the limit with those three there.
1: I was, like, so hyped when they traded for Kyrie and stuff, but it, it didn't turn out real well. And Kemba, Kemba definitely worked better. And we just need a solid point guard and maybe a good big guy and we'll be, we'll be a team to beat.
0: Yeah, definitely. They just need a facilitating first point guard to help the other stars get their shots.
1: Yeah, I love Marcus Smart, but he's not much of a point guard. He's more of a defender. A great defender, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. So your
0: all-time is the truth, Paul Pierce, and your favorite Celtic now is Jason Tatum. Yep. Who do you think is a better player out of those two?
1: I'd take Jason Tatum.
0: you take Tatum over Pierce?
1: I don't know. I'd take Pierce right now. I'd probably take Pierce, but... I think Tate might have a chance to pass him. Definitely. I could see it. I could definitely see it. All right,
0: let's flip over to the NFL. What's your NFL team?
1: I think I can only pick one player for my NFL team. I've always been a big Tom Brady fan.
0: (laughs) Oh, so you're a Patriots Uh, fan?
1: Yeah, I know. I know you're you're probably not looking to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wasn't. Not at all. Why the Patriots? Uh, because they won a lot? I've never been into, like, football, really, but the last couple of years I've been, I've been watching and looking at the stats and all that. So, yeah, I became a Brady fan.
0: So it's not even really the Patriots. It was just Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing he's your favorite football player of all time. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: How about you? Um, I am a huge Chicago Bears fan. No doubt. I've... Been a fan for a very, very long time. Uh, so, obviously, you know, you got the names, Walter Payton, Devin Hester, you know, those guys, Brian Erlacher, guys like that. But my favorite football player of all time is actually Deion Sanders. I loved that dude. Oh, yeah. He would have
1: been a fun guy to watch if I, I could have seen him play. But...
0: He was absolutely amazing, everything that he did.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: And he talked a big game, too, which... In my sports, I like those guys. I like the guys that are kind of cocky and conceited and, and say whatever they want to. I like that because, I mean, let's face it, sports is entertainment. You might as well have some characters and some personality behind these awesomely talented people.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. It's definitely funner to watch when, when you got somebody like trash-talking the guy. As long as it doesn't cross the line, it's good. It's entertaining, so.
0: But there is a drawback, because at the same time, you got people like Aaron Rodgers, who I despise, because I hate the Green Bay Packers. And then he comes to Chicago, wins a game, and says, I still own you, to the Chicago Bears fans. Oh, that made me mad.
1: Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is definitely a killer for the Bears. I love watching him. I don't, I don't like him necessarily as a person, but he's a funny quarterback to watch.
0: I don't think sports are rigged. I, I really don't, I don't want my next statement to come out thinking like, oh, everything is set up for things to happen, but it makes perfectly good sense that the Green Bay Packers are going to win a Super Bowl this year, Aaron Rodgers is going to leave, go to another team, and then probably help that team win a Super Bowl, a.k.a. Tom Brady, a.k.a. Peyton Manning. I
1: see it happening. I believe they're favorites, so they have a good chance to win it this year, with Rodgers, yeah. They, they can definitely win it.
0: And he played half of the game, or a little more than half of the game, and then they put in Jordan Love. They had a chance to win it at the end, and they just rolled with Jordan Love and didn't even put Rodgers in because they were already 13-3, and so they finished 13-4 because they lost to the Lions today. But they're like, hey, we're not even going to worry about it. We're the top-seeded team. Nobody's going to mess with us. It doesn't matter if we win
1: this or not. Rodgers has a lot of that like arrogance and cockiness, so... The team follows a lot in his footsteps, so they they can beat everybody, so.
0: Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I see it happening, though. I hate the Packers, I've said that before. To the day I die, I will hate the Packers, but I can see them winning the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, yep. It's kind of an open year. There's no, like, overly dominant team, so it's anybody's to win.
0: Yeah, there's like three or four teams in both the NFC or the AFC that I could see there, but I'm still going to ride with the Packers because I think, you know, the storybook endings.
1: Of course, I went to Buccaneers and Brady to win, but his team's dealing with a lot of injuries and stuff, so. And Antonio Brown, like, flipped out. Did you see that? That was pretty crazy.
0: I was just about to say that before you did, when you said the injuries, and I was going to be like, and Antonio Brown.
1: <laughs> I've never seen anything like that, so.
0: But he's coming out and saying that, you know, Coach Arians, I think that's how you say his name. I kind of always butcher his name. But anyway, the coach, he's like, hey, I told him about this ankle. He'd already missed games earlier in the season because of ankle. And now he's saying that there was tendons ripped from his bone or not connected anymore. And that's why he had to get out of the game. And they were yelling at him to play like, hey, you got to get back in there. And he's like, coach, I'm hurt. So then that's why you just took off the pads, took off his undershirt, threw gloves into the fans, and <laughs> rolled out.
1: It's kind of hard to put your finger on somebody to blame in that situation. I know Antonio Browns has had a lot of like mess-ups in his career, so I'd, I'd side with the team over him, but that's just me.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah, he's had some, uh, some mental issue rumors and things like that. He does not have a clean track record of – the way he's negotiated his career and things that he's done, his actions. So, unfortunately, because of his background, almost everybody's looking in favor of the team.
1: Yep, yep, for sure. Almost everybody's looking in favor of the team.
0: So So you got to remember this in your own career, Paul, that you make a couple bad moves, and then when it's not your fault, it might be your fault because of your past. Just saying, this is a learning lesson on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. For sure, for
1: sure. I, I... I try to stay a lot out of the trouble, so. There you go. There you go. I know you're a good
0: kid. You're a great basketball player. Thank you for chatting with Edge of Your Seat Podcast once again. You're having a great season. We'll have you on anytime that you want to chat some sports, some basketball. Anytime, my friend.
1: Thanks for having me on. It was fun.